Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So as we've mentioned this week, we've got some of the world's leading scientists in Korea because there has been this uh, World Science and Technology Forum in Daejeon. The OECD has been hosting that with the Ministry of Science, ICT and Future Planning. And uh, without further ado, let's introduce one of the most prominent guests there, Dr. Aaron Chikanova, who won the Nobel Prize for Chemistry in 2004. Good morning to you. Good morning. Now, you are one of Israel's leading scientists, one of the first Nobel laureates in science, uh, but uh, you've attracted worldwide attention for your research in ubiquitin. Can you tell us about its role and why it was so significant? Um, yes, ubiquitin, the system that we discovered is a protein threshing system. So our body is made of uh, proteins. There are 22,000 different, 22, different proteins that constitute our life that play the symphony of life. Um, every activity in the body is mediated by protein. Uh, our ability to walk, uh, to digest food, to see, to understand, to the heart pump, um, the heart pumping the blood, the red protein in the blood, the hemoglobin that carries oxygen. But proteins are sensitive structure and they tend to be affected by temperature, by oxygen. And therefore, uh, damaged proteins must be threshed and replaced by new ones. And uh, we discovered the threshing system, and it's a very important system because once there are aberrations in the system, uh, damaged proteins, faulty proteins are accumulated and cause diseases from malignancies to brain diseases and so on and so forth. So it's like you can imagine that uh, in Seoul or uh, any other big city in the world, uh, um, there is a strike of the trash collecting people, and the trash is accumulated gradually. What mm. is the What are the consequences? I wanted to ask you about the specific problems then that occur. Uh, you said malignancies and brain disorders. I mean, I, I've heard of Alzheimer's disease being related to protein problems, but not uh, cancer, for example. But is is it a wide range then of problems? Um, indeed, also cancer in many types of malignancies. Uh, there are mutated proteins that uh, normally they should have been trashed. But those um, oncogenes, onco means cancer gene, genes that cause cancer, are mutated and the proteins uh, remain active rather than being removed. So obviously cancer as well is belonging to what we call uh, diseases of quality control of the inability, in many ways, of the inability of the body to remove proteins. You won this prize back in 2004. How far has research moved on since then to actually use your understanding, use your findings to help move towards a cure for these problems by understanding the role of ubiquity? There are several drugs already in the market, very successful ones. It's not since the Nobel Prize, it's even before the development started. Um, and mostly against malignancies, uh, um, against multiple myeloma, which is a type of blood cancer or leukemia. Um, and there are several different types of blood that target different proteins within the system that we discovered, and they are very successful ones. 
but this is just the beginning. Uh, in recent months, uh, what I call a general platform was developed. So a principle was broken, and actually, in the future, using this principle, scientists will be able to develop drugs against uh, numerous other diseases that are related to protein quality control. So the future is still ahead of us. Which is encouraging. Um, where It is, is your... encouraging indeed. Yeah, where is your research focused, though, on the past decade? Well, myself, I am a scientist. Uh, I love basic science. Uh, I like to understand nature. And uh, so we make uh, scientists uh, make the basic discoveries and then pharma companies take it further and apply it to drug development. So it's kind of a chain. Uh, it's a necessary chain between the basic discovery and its application to drug development. But I remain in basic uh, understanding of the malignant process. The malignant process can involve m many different factors, though. I mean, do, do you feel that uh, humanity is on the cusp of, of a breakthrough in that regard? How optimistic should we be, for example, within our lifetimes? Uh, you know, uh, yeah. um, there is an old Jewish say that says that since the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem, prophecy was given to the fools. So it's hard to prophesize, but uh, yes, I'm optimistic. Uh, you know, 100 years ago, people didn't die of cancer because they didn't live long enough to to get cancer, and they didn't die of Alzheimer because they didn't live long enough to get uh, Alzheimer. So you see, with the uh, advancement of technology and expansion, uh, extension of lifespan, uh, we are facing new diseases. For cancer and even for brain diseases, I'm rather optimistic. I'm not sure about major breakthrough, but we are moving ahead, and there are no doubt um, new drugs to combat cancer, better understanding of the mechanisms. Whether there are new diseases that are awaiting us behind the corner, as I said, I cannot prophesize, but uh, life become better. We are living longer with better quality of life. We are understanding better diseases, and we continue to develop sophisticated uh, drugs and other devices to diagnose diseases, to prevent them. Yes, there is a place for optimism. Is that a key motivation for you? Or is it the science itself that, that you love? I mean, are you thinking in your mind, you know, here we are, we could be saving lives here? Uh, obviously, you know, I'm a physician, so by education and by, by training. So um, I see the whole range between the test tube and the bench and the patient. And uh, I'm, you know, science, nature is awfully complex. So I'm very curious about nature. But at the end of the scale, I do see the suffering patient the suffering family, and uh, but I do understand the chain. You know, you have to put yourself along the chain. Whether you want to do drug development or un or understand basic processes, I chose basic processes. But this understanding basic processes is awfully important for development of drugs. So we are in a one continuum process. You're not just a, a renowned physician and researcher, but also a prominent educator. What advice might you want to share with anyone listening now? We've got this huge focus on the sciences in, in Korea at the moment, away from humanities, for example. What, what, would, what would you, if you could share one piece of advice with those budding students, want to share? Um, you know, it's hard to say that Korea is a wonderful country. Uh, the government invests a lot in, uh, in, um, in, re in science and technology and in higher education. Korea has wonderful universities. I'm actually a visiting professor at SNU. Indeed. Currently, so I'm currently in Korea within the frame of my uh, uh, 
visiting professorship, I think that uh, the government should uh, put emphasis, you know, in the initial years, in the first decades after the war, Korea invested a lot in technology, you know, car development, uh, Samsung, LG, Hyundai, electronics. Um, and the government should think um, to go back and to invest in basic science because I think that this is the secret for the renewing spring of knowledge. Um, you know, if you, you invest only in translational research, in applied research, in the word translation, um, the translation is embedded. You translate basic to applied. Or applied science, you apply something. So, But if you, 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 you invest only in practical science, in yes. translational, in applied, then you are losing the spring, the source of knowledge. So we should go back to the spring, invest in basic science, and this will renew the sources of new targets and um, new development in, um, in, in its application. And it's a must to invest in basic science. If we do that, can you see Korea making a breakthrough compared with other Asian countries uh, as far as Nobel Prizes are concerned? Yes, of course. You know, Koreans are always wondering, well, how is it that we are such a developed country and Korea is a developed country, one of the leading countries in the world, doesn't have a Nobel Prize. But first I have to say that uh, the purpose of country is not to receive Nobel Prizes. The purpose of a country is to better and to improve the conditions of life of its citizens and Korea is doing it wonderfully. So Nobel Prizes are kind of a recognition of achievement. But nevertheless, I'm sure that if Korea will get a Nobel Prize, and it will get it in the future, no doubt about it, it adds to the pride of the country, uh, raising the flag to the top of the mast. Um, so I think that investment in, um, in, in basic science is essential. But it's also a matter of culture. I learned that the Koreans, unlike the Israelis, these are the two cultures that I can compare, are more shy and they don't challenge authority, you know, whatever the parents are telling them is uh, like sacred, whatever the professor in the university. I think that Israeli society is more vivid. You know, we are more question-asking asking a society, casting doubt in what we are told, uh, mm. non-believing. And I think that, uh, um, and therefore maybe the relationship between Korea and Israel are excellent. And, uh, you know, we have to learn a lot from one another. You have to learn from us how to be a little bit more daring, a little bit, um, you know, failing. You know, failure is part of success. I think that Koreans don't understand that failure is important in life and uh, they don't dare to fail. And therefore, they don't dare to take risk. And we have to learn from you also a lot about order, being accurate, punctual, uh, and so on. So I think that... Uh, there is a lot to do between the two countries, a lot to learn would, from one another. Yeah, it would be great to have a, a happy balance between those, wouldn't it? Dr. Chikanova, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much and good morning. We have been graced there by Dr. Aaron Chikanova, Nobel Prize laureate in chemistry in 2004. You can email us, efmthismorning at gmail.com, if you've got anything to add on that or any of our subjects this morning. Get your local and world news. Right here on This Morning, 7 to 9, Monday through Friday.